On today's episode, learn how you can save tens of thousands of dollars by understanding how to properly manage your tax situation. Are you a leader trying to get more from your business and life? Me too. So join me as I document the conversations, stories, and advice to help you achieve what matters in your life. Welcome to Unbound with me, Chris Dubois. Roger Pearson is the founder of Seagull Technologies. For over the last two decades, he's worked as a master tax advisor and IRS enrolled agent, watching hundreds of small business owners lose thousands of dollars needlessly. This led him to making uh, it his mission to provide entrepreneurs the knowledge to build a solid foundation under their business to keep more money in their pockets and give less to the government. Today, he's going to give us some advice on how we can also do that. Roger, welcome to Unbound. Thank you. Um, all right. Uh, place we always start on episodes here is with your origin story. So take it away. Well, I've been, uh, I've been in business one way or another for well over the last 50 years. I've uh, managed a lot of businesses. I've owned a lot of businesses and found out what I didn't like. I didn't like, uh, owning a landscape business. I didn't like owning a custodial business. And, um, and the nineties were kind of a dreadful year. That was the year. All the corporations were downsizing, and I was downsized out of a management position three times. I said, "Whoa, I don't want to do this anymore." So, didn't know what I wanted to do. And somebody suggested uh, that, "Well, go take this tax course. You know, it'll give you something to do in the meantime." You know, so I did, and I found I really loved it. In particular, I loved helping other small business because I'd been through the trenches of trying to build a small business, so I knew a little. And uh, here we are 23 years later, and I'm still doing it, so uh, even to a greater right. scale. So it's, it's, it's been quite a journey. Awesome. And yeah, I mean, you obviously found something that you, you enjoy. So uh, I do. I really, really do. I, I, you know, the thing about uh, life, I find that uh, I've come to the point in life, it's not about, it's not about how much of riches you, uh, you obtain or how much money. It's about how many people you can help along the way. And that's more rewarding than anything. Cheers. That is the foundation of this podcast. So we're a uh, good hands here. Uh, so let's talk about, so you as an IRS enrolled agent, you see a lot of different instances, different way people are uh, managing their money within businesses. What are some of the most like common costly tax mistakes you see small business owners make? The biggest thing I think I see year after year is small business owners, especially those starting out, and even some that have done it for a while, do not realize the importance of properly keeping and managing their paperwork. And it costs them a lot of money because of that, because they don't give me what I need to do the best job I can do for them. And you're talking paperwork of just like everything they, they're spending, they like things they could be deducting that type of a well exactly i mean i mean some you know especially when they're throwing it you know they'll go pay cash for something and and they won't keep the receipt <laughs> and uh you got to keep the receipts uh or i've had them even bring in every throw everything in a box and bring it to me before i've had people come to me and say well my checking account is my bookkeeping and it doesn't quite <laughs> work quite that way because Checking account and credit card statements are a good backup, but they don't prove that you bought something for your business instead of personal. 
you know, a piece of advice I was given a long time ago. So this may be completely wrong. We should probably say, I'm not going to name who told me the advice in case it is. But the, uh, the IRS cares a lot about the income that you're making and then less so on the things you're trying to deduct. And so you'll get a slap on the wrist for misclaiming a deduction versus actual like fines and everything for your income. Is this generally true? Yeah, that's generally true. I mean, they're they're out to collect uh, taxes on every single penny that you make. And um, if you don't, if you try to hide some of the money you're making in your business, then they really take that more seriously than if you misstated or uh, overstated a deduction. Right. And so the saving your receipts and stuff, worse, there's a scenario where if you just don't have the receipt and it's only if they call you out for like checking or verifying that deduction. Right. If you're, yeah, you if you're audited, right. if you're audited, they're going to ask you for the receipts and proof of all these deductions right. that you put down here to reduce your taxable income. Gotcha. Save your receipts, people. That's, a, that's easy enough, right? Uh, so what are, what are some of the steps entrepreneurs can proactively take early to, to like legally minimize some of that tax burden as they're, you know, growing their companies? I think one of the first things that entrepreneurs need to learn is all the different legal formats that businesses come in, whether it's sole proprietorships, uh, there's two types of corporations, there's five types of partnerships, and, and uh, it, it, they need to know each of these because as you grow your business, you may start like with a sole proprietorship, and you may have to, when you start making a lot of money, then you want to phase into like an S corporation. If you're planning on someday going public, you want to be a C corporation and you can go to S corporation, cancel and become a C corporation. If somebody comes to you and says, Hey, you know, let's go, uh, work together. I got a great thing here. You know, let's become partners. Well, you need to know how to write partnership agreements. You need to know which type of partner, uh, you want to be with this other person, whether it's a general partner that actually does the work, whether it's just an investor, all these things you need to know so that you're ready when that opportunity comes along, you say, oh, I know how to handle this. Is the, This is one of the most important things you can do. And every one of those decisions you make uh, from a legal standpoint is going to affect how much tax you pay. And so do you often find people are like, they're coming to you, right, to get help with, uh, with taxes and everything, and then they, you actually have to make the recommendation that they shift how they're uh, classified. Oh, I do that every year. Every year I have people that uh, uh, their business took off, you know, and um, I had one, uh, a new client last year, a personal chef. She's very good. And her business just went crazy and and, and she was operating as a sole proprietorship and uh, she was going to owe $6,500 in taxes because, uh, you know, you owe, she's going to owe 40% of her net profit in taxes. And so, because she came to me by March 15th, I was able to back up, re put her into an S corporation, uh, save her a lot of money. And uh, actually, she ended up getting a $3,500 refund instead by properly structuring her. But if this was the first year she came to me and she only made a few hundred dollars, would I recommend going to a corporation? Absolutely not, because you have to balance the cost of the extra forms and the extra paperwork and the extra licenses that you need to do that against what you're making. So there's a time and place for each of those. That's why you need to know. Them. 
right? Well, yeah, and just personal story. I was a sole proprietor for for years, and my tax guy was very good at helping me make sure I wasn't, you know, I was paying what I needed to and, and being good. And then when income went substantially higher, I still went in with the mindset like, oh, I'm good. My tax guy will figure it out. But there was only so much he could do. And so my tax bill at the end of that year was huge. And he made me promise that I would, I would finally incorporate uh, from there, even though he had been nudging me you know, before. Uh, so yeah, easy, easy recommendation to save a lot of money is make sure you are classified appropriately. Uh, yeah, exactly. I would have had enough for a couple of vacations had I, had I put that in my pocket. Uh, so how much of a role should your tax strategy play, I guess, when, when first structuring and forming that business, right? Like you've mentioned that it is important to classify appropriately to make sure you understand these opportunities as they're coming in. But is that one of the leading kind of, uh, things people should be thinking about? It is because, uh, when it comes to expenses for your business, your tax bill is probably the major expense that you're going to have unless you're a large corporation or buying huge machinery and things. But for the small business person starting out, your taxes are going to be uh, the biggest expense you have on your spreadsheet. And uh, that's why it's so important to to know what tax structures are and how they work and the percentages, you know. It's just uh, if, you're, if you're a small businessman just starting out, you need to be putting back at least minimum 25% of your net profit just to cover taxes. That's the minimum. And the uh, first time somebody comes and sits down with me that doesn't know this information, they go into shock, especially if they'd made a lot of money and I have to tell them they have to give 40% of that. And if you're in a state that has state taxes, unfortunately I'm not, but if you're in one of those states, you can pay up to 50% of your net profit in taxes to the government. And that's just, that's just amazing. Yeah. That can be so much money. Uh, I guess building off that, so what what critical errors do you see a lot of like entrepreneurs making, uh, or or just opportunities they're missing when trying to uh, maximize tax deductions? Well, the first, of course, as as we've discussed, you got to keep got to keep every receipt you have, every penny you spend, and you have to categorize it. Uh, what type of expense it is. Um, the second thing is that optimizing taxes actually is when you sit down with your tax person. And if you're not sitting down with your tax person and discussing these things, you might need to find a different tax person. Uh, I have so many people that have I've inherited because their account or whatever retired. And they, uh, they'd come to me and they were amazed because... I wanted to sit down and talk to them and I wanted to discuss their business with them because they were used to just dropping them off and they would be called when they came out. And I, I and the other thing that amazed so many people was they said, I'll have this ready for you next week then. And they said, what do you mean? You know, my accountant usually files an extension and I get it in October. And uh, that's an amazing thing also. And that that's one thing that really bugs me about <laughs> Some uh, some accounts and CPAs will probably hate me because of it, but um, it's important. It's important that you sit down with them. They need to learn your business, you know. Because every when I when I take on a new client, when I take on a new business client, I basically have to learn their business. Uh, I know a lot of construction now. I know painting companies and uh, landscape companies and and, uh, and all the others because these people have come to me and I've had to learn their business to be able to do a good job. 
And so when you're going out and getting a, an account or a CPA or a tax preparer, you need to be interviewing them. You need to interview them to make sure that they know what they're talking about and they even care about what you're doing. You really need to do that. And which is another reason you need to know all this information because how can you interview somebody if you don't know what they're you're interviewing them for? Now, do people in your role usually, or do you ever see people, I guess, focus specifically on like a, a type of corporation? Some say like, hey, I only work with escorts. <laughs> uh, like I'm sh- curious on that. Well- not so much. Um, it's like in the tax office that, that I'm in. Um, uh, I mainly uh, I specialize in in small businesses, sole proprietorships, partnerships, and uh, and corporations. Uh, there's another person in the office that uh, that uh, specializes in uh, foreign income uh, matters and uh, knows a lot about that. So each person, I think, when you get into uh, tax repairs. Uh, you will find, uh, yeah, we all have our own little specialties and things that we like to do. Because my background was a small business, then naturally that's what I gravitated to. Uh, the person that handles our international stuff is because they have international investments of their own, so that's what they're familiar with. So, and, and when you're interviewing, that's another thing that you need to ask, how much experience you have. Right. Now, are there, are there any lesser known but still impactful uh, tax incentives that entrepreneurs should be aware of? Well, there's a, there's a lot of business credits in the tax code, a lot of them, but practically all of them have to do with large businesses. Um, I think the things in the tax code that small business people will come across the most is uh, uh, using the depreciation schedules and Section 179. Section 179 is a, can be a good thing for sole proprietorships, is a bad thing for partnerships and S corporations. That's actually will lose you money if you use it there. Depreciation is one of those things where if you buy equipment that has uh, a life of more than one year, you're required to depreciate it. Government calls. For instance, if you bought a computer system, government wants you depreciated over five years. Little bit you deduct a little bit every year. Uh, there are systems where you can uh, deduct up to, let me see, in 2023, it's up to 50% right off the top and depreciate the rest of it if you want. So one of the things you can sit down and say, okay, well, are you going to make more money? And this is a question I ask you, uh, based on your projections, are you going to make more money next year than you make this year? And so um, if they're going to make more money, they got a big contract coming out or something like that, then you want to say, okay, I don't want to delay some of these expenses I had this year, plus money, to the next year's when I would be making more money and I need them more. And there are, are things in the tax code, like depreciation schedules, where you can actually do that. And that's, again, that's one of the things you need to be discussing if you're buying equipment. That makes sense. Huh. I have a lot more to think about with, uh, with my tax guy. Uh, what are some of the red flags that uh, you might find in a, like an entrepreneur's finances that are, are going to kind of cue you in that there's a problem coming in the future? One of the biggest things that is probably going to cause a problem is I have people come in and they commingle funds. They use their personal checkbook for both their business and their personal. They do not have a business checkbook. And that's, again, that's uh, if you walk into an auto with that, you're... you're yeah. <laughs> You're going to get some nasty looks on there because they just hate that. That's just 
it's just bad business. One of the, if you're going to go in the business, one of the first things you want to do is open a totally separate accounts, separate banking accounts, separate credit cards, everything for your business. Put up a wall between your personal and your business. Yeah. Um, any, so not every bank also has a, like a business kind of side, right? There's, I guess, a difference between like a personal and a business bank account. Um, do you have recommendations for like online banks or something that make it easy for, for businesses to track everything? That's like an, and you and you have to. I, one of the um, most of the uh, credit unions out there, for instance, they 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 cater to small businesses. Where if you get a larger firm like Capital One or something, you have to be a company that does business in the seven figures before they want to talk to you about business. They won't they won't do small business. So you're going to be probably better off just going to one of the small local banks or credit unions. To get started with, I mean, if you go huge and and to where you meet the qualifications of the larger banks, that's fine. But most of the time, one of the smaller local banks is going to be better for you, and it's going to give you more personalized support than the large ones. Um, so I feel like we've gotten a couple of these, uh, so you can you can repeat them if you need to. But what what are like the, the top three uh, pieces of tax and financial advice for entrepreneurs as they start growing uh, growing their business? Well, the first, the first one is educate yourself, educate, educate, educate. And that's one of the things that one of the work that I do at the tax desk as part of my job in working with tax, with businesses is to educate them and what they need to know. Um, a lot of small business people, they're so excited just to get out there and work, you know, they and build their business every, they, they don't want to sit down at night and, and have to study. You know, that's the last thing they do. They want, you know, if they wanted to do that to go, they figure they'd go back to school. But if you're going to run a business, you need to learn how to run a business if you want to be successful. And so you're going to have to go back to school. You're going to have to educate your on this, on the basics that every business needs to know. I think that's the biggest thing. The other thing is learning how to, of course, organize your paperwork and, um, and, categorize and everything that you need. And um, the third is knowing tax structures. Those three things, you have to know all those three things if you really want to be successful and um, keep as much money in your pocket as possible. Do you recommend any places people can go for like resources just to kind of educate themselves on this? You know, that's a question I had a lot uh, with people. When they come in, I'd say, oh, you owe 40% of you. Well, nobody ever... They don't teach you this and stuff in school. They don't teach business in school. You know, for many years I taught tax classes actually. And I would have business majors, college business majors sit in my class and they said, we never learned any of this stuff in school. You know, we'd ask our instructors about this type of stuff and they said, well, we don't teach that here. You have to go ask somebody else. And I'm like, that blew me away. Um, you know, they, they teach them all the stuff to, to survive in the corporate world and, and that mindset but not uh, somebody wants to just get their hands dirty and get out and start working. So you, uh, uh, and they would ask me, well, where can I go to learn this? Well, I mean, there's a lot of places you can go to IRS.com and read there if you like to read IREs and most people would get their eyes would glaze over if they read the IRS website. Uh, although they are trying to make it easier, but it's still, it's still are. And so that's kind of what started me on, on the mission that I have is that uh, I wanted to provide resources that people could go out and 
learn all of this stuff they needed to do if they were really serious about at building a substantial business. And uh, so I wrote like a nine-part series, a foundation series, which I posted for free on my website. And it, it goes over all the major things that you need to think about when you're doing a, um, a business from, uh, from taxes to business formats to marketing even, time management, all that good stuff. But uh, I, I felt that something deeper was needed. So I actually sat down and spent six months writing a comprehensive college-level course on the three core things that you need to know, which is all the legal formats, all the organizational skills, and all the tax implications of, of your decisions. And I put that all together in an online course, uh, which I have available uh, for people. You know, it's like taking a college course. It really, really is. There's like seven hours worth of video alone on the thing, with all, plus all the downloads. So um, anybody that goes through there is probably going to have a leg up uh, when it comes to really building a successful business. Sir, uh, Roger, you've packed a lot of information in this this one episode so far. I've got three more questions for you. Uh, with the first being, what book do you recommend everyone should read? Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. If you're serious about uh, being in business, read the book. It's been around for long years, but you will find that the principles contained in it are the same principles that every successful uh, business person goes by. I was just, you know, from the the I followed up uh, with getting his actual like massive book for uh -huh. the uh, for well for those listening, the Law of Success. It's a I don't know, like a six hundred page book. Uh, where it just deep dives into all of them. There's fewer stories than you'll get reading Thinking Grow Rich. I I, I would support that one too. Uh, but if you ever want to go deeper on it, that this book is it's like an encyclopedia for success. Uh, awesome. The what's next for you professionally? Well, professionally, I've uh, well, I've every tax season, of course. I I, I have about 500 clients that I work with. But uh, my goal is to. You know, and, and my goal is to reach as many small business people as possible and to help as small people as possible because all of the things I do, my courses and everything else, all come with personal consulting sessions because everybody is different. Books, everybody's different. And, um, and to be real, you know, everybody has questions. I don't care how much you study. If you read a book, a course, whatever, you're going to have questions. And I want to be able to answer those questions. I think that's the only fair way to do things. Right. That's awesome. Uh, finally, where can people find you? My main corporate site is Seagull Technologies. Seagull spelled like the bird, like Jonathan Livingston, and uh, .com, seagulltechnologies.com. And it has links to everything I do. I have uh, YouTube um, business courses out there also. Uh, if somebody wants to take a look at my uh, college-level course, if you go to protectingmybusiness.com, you'll find it. Awesome. Roger, thanks for joining me today. Great. Well, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for asking. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love a rating and review on your favorite podcast player. And for more information on how to build effective and efficient teams through your leadership, visit leadingforeffect.com. As always, deserve it.